Welcome to the Voices in Union podcast with Reggie Jackson and Maria Hamilton. Well, good morning, Reggie. How are you? I'm doing well, Maria. How are you doing? It's been a very trying week, but I'm I'm blessed and um, good to be here this morning. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready for the big trip soon, right? Yeah, uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing um, the Mothers of the Movement. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a long time since we've actually been in the same space with the with both of the pandemics going on and um, voting. Um, Lucy McBeth and Sabrina are running for office. So I've been seeing a lot of them uh, on social media and listening to a lot of the work that they're doing in the districts that they're running from, uh, running for. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really this pandemic and this bullying oppression and the, uh, the president sending his troops in, it's like we're in a war zone. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's obviously... Uh, he's trying to take advantage of an opportunity to prevent people from getting out the vote. He's trying to, you know, really talk about this whole stuff he's made up and continues to just lie about in terms of, you know, irregularities with people voting and, you know, uh, stuff that has never been proven because it doesn't exist. But he keeps running with that because he knows that there are people that, that, that want to hear that and trying to suppress the vote. I tell people all the time this the suppression of the vote is not nothing new in America. It's been going on for a very long period of time. Right. And the fact that Trump is doing it, he's just, you know, following a long line of of politicians that have done the same thing, particularly when it comes to people of color trying to suppress their vote. Uh, because he's so desperate. He's right. so far behind in the polls. Uh, that, you know, he's going to try everything in his power to win this election. And if he has to suppress some votes, then he's going to do what he needs to do, or at least attempt to. Right. What are your thoughts and feelings on this attorney who is Trump's attorney, but actually working on behalf or of Kanan West to make sure that he able to uh be on the ballot in wisconsin you know it's this this is is you know racism 101 you're trying to use black people against other black people because basically he knows that if he can get kanye west on the ballot there is some people that actually are dumb enough to vote for kanye west uh they're going to waste their vote on kanye west which means there's going to be less people voting for joe biden which means that he's going to have a better chance in his mind of winning the election. But listen, people, are, I think, are smart enough to understand that Kanye West 
is not qualified to be on the ballot for president or the ballot for damn anything else, to be perfectly honest with you. He can't but, rap right now, let alone anything else. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, this is part of the ego that Kanye West has. You know, for you to run for president, you have to have a pretty big ego. But, you know, I, I think it's very clear over a number of years, the people that have paid attention to Kanye West, there's, there's literally something wrong with Kanye West. Uh, he has some issues that people don't really want to address. They don't really want to talk about it out loud. But there's something, you know, uh, I'm, I'm concerned about his mental state um, and the fact that Trump uh, campaign GOP is trying to take advantage of this here in Wisconsin by rallying people to sign, you know, <laughs> to get Kanye West on the ballot is is laughable. Because it shows you how desperate they are. Like, man, we got to get Kanye on the ballot so some black folks can vote for Kanye West, and that way they won't vote for Joe Biden. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. Fan base and his fan have seen him over the last three or four weeks with these outbursts since mm-hmm. he decided that he was running under the birthday party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like. Oh, come on, man. Come man. on, man. Now we see why you're held up and away from family, and, and you should be. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, there's something wrong with that man. It really is. I'm, I mean, if I knew him personally, I'd be in his ear like, dude, you, you need to get some professional help because there's something wrong, something abnormal about what's going on with you. But, you know, this is the, the types of tricks that people play to win elections and if they got to put some crazy person on the ballot to try to dissuade people from voting for joe biden then that just shows you like i said how desperate they are they realize that they they don't have much of a chance to win um win the state of wisconsin and you know they're pushing everything in their power to to make sure that they can get a victory in this state you know because this is one of those battleground states that you know uh if you don't win Wisconsin, you're probably not going to win the election. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But if I, if any of my friends tell me they voted for Kanye West, I'm going to probably smack him upside the head. <laughs> like, dude, dude, are you crazy? <laughs> no. I, no, Kim probably want to smack him, but uh, Kim wouldn't even be that close. <laughs> Listen, Kim ain't thinking about that. She she's sitting somewhere right now counting her money. She at the dinner table counting her money right now. She ain't concerned about none of this nonsense. But they're trying to get him some help, get him back on his meds, or get him back on some meds <laughs> that won't have a delusional. Yeah, it's just so sad. So he won't keep accepting the White House, the White House calls. <laughs> <laughs> you remember he, he was when she yeah. went and talked with Trump about getting the people out of jail. My husband yeah. has a attachment <laughs> now. Yeah, it's it, you know it's it's funny because you remember he was all along Donald Trump's side for a while, right. and then all of a sudden he was criticizing Donald Trump, and now you know the GOP uh, on behalf of Trump is trying to woo him to get on the ballot uh it's like it's just such a childish game in so many ways but it's real though it is it's real i said you know. that we, we've all our lives have just moved into reality tv 
Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is this is America now, right? You right. can't can't take stuff seriously, even though it's serious. It's like this this can't be real. I, I tell people all the time I've been having this conversation uh with a lot of people. I almost feel like I'm in like a bad Hollywood movie right now. Yeah. It doesn't feel real. It feels like you know, this there, there's no way we could be going through what we're going through. There's no way we can have such incompetent leadership at so many levels, but that's that's what we are. And I feel yeah, really the bad. Why they're going yeah. to have to pull him out of that kick and scream him. Oh yeah, you know that. This is what I've been telling people on Maria. People forget that after the election, he still got basically two and a half months as president after after the election, If he even if he loses. He's still got another two and a half months as, as president, and he's going to try to to do some damage before he leaves. Because that's that's you know that's the type of person he is. He has a history of the only know, doing those things. He could do. I mean, we've been the the government has been shut down. Mm-hmm. All of the states in the United States have been shut down. Mm-hmm. Once schools are shut down, churches mm-hmm. are shut down. The economy mm-hmm. has shut down. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing else he can shut down unless he actually the Civil War starts. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm. I'm right now. My one of my prior, primary concerns, and I've had conversations with a lot of educators that I know, is like, what's going to happen with the schools? Right. Um, I think that we're setting a very, very bad precedent by having some school districts around the country going back to school as if nothing is going on. Uh, because we've already seen, you know, down in Georgia, uh, in Mississippi, schools that have reopened. I mean, there was a school in Mississippi, first day, a kid tested positive, a second grader. Uh, another school in Georgia, uh, over 100 people have, have tested positive after the first week of school. So I don't know how anybody in their right mind can think that putting these little germ factors we call children right. back into a building with poor ventilation mm-hmm. and asking them to social distance and wear a mask is, is a good idea. Come on. You right. can't even get kids to do homework. But you're going to expect them to sit in the classroom and not touch each other. And I mean, come on. I, I was a teacher. I worked in a K-8 school, Maria. And you have no real control of a little four and five-year-old kids. When they see their best friend, they're going to run up and get a hug. That's what they do. I, you, can't, you can't control these little kids. And, and, you know, I've had conversations with a lot of, you know, teachers that I know. And they're very concerned for their health and their family's health. That they're going to be forced in into that situation. A couple of uh, my former colleagues, they they're like, you know, when they plan to retire last school year, they never imagined it would be the best decision of their lives to retire and get out of this mess. Uh, but think about this, though, Maria. Back in March and April, mm-hmm. when the coronavirus was growing, and they closed all of the schools down. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You remember that? And, and look where we are now. Now, oh well, you know. It didn't really work, so we're going to open the schools back up. No, it did work, you darn dummies. There would have been significantly larger number of cases if you hadn't closed the schools. But now here we have people arguing, uh, and even Dr. Fauci saying, oh, the kids need to be back in school. No, they don't. Y'all act like these kids going to just, like, 
fall off the cliff if they miss a year of school. Uh, can, you know what Kenya but, did? Kenya, Kenya closed uh, all of their schools for a year. Right. They said the kids just going to have to repeat this grade because they're not going to jeopardize anybody. But we can learn a lesson from them because, listen, these kids are well, not going to fall off a cliff. I'm saying the schools that have opened back up is going up. I mean, mm -hmm. the number of it, it, testings and everything is going up. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's sad because we're we're in a position where the, even the, the, the districts that are going to open up, they don't just have to close. I mean, it reminds me of that old you know Chris Rock was saying, "Grand opening, grand closing." <laughs> it's going to be pretty much the same thing all over again. Pretty much. And so you you're really putting these these kids and their families on a roller coaster ride. Because ultimately, regardless of what, what happens, you're going to have enough school districts where you're going to have outbreaks. Um, and, yeah. and regardless uh, of what uh, Trump says about kids not getting the virus, kids are right. getting the virus. And they are dying from the virus. And they are spreading the virus. Um, you, you can't get past that. It, it, there, there's no factual basis to say that that's not the case. I mean, people want to believe what they want to believe, but come on, we know. But it's... I, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, you want to believe it, but a hundred thousand people have died. It's a hundred and fifty-eight thousand now right. in the U.S. You still have a problem with wearing the mask. You still, oh my goodness, still want to go in the store. You want to shout and spit and carry on your babbling about not wearing a mask and people on your same block have died. Yeah, yeah. You know what, uh, I, my wife and I were talking about that this, just this morning, in fact. And I told her, I said, this is just a bunch of spoiled brats. Americans, a lot of Americans are spoiled brats. They're so used to having their way that, they, you know, they, they can basically tell somebody, screw you, you can't make me do that. Even though they have the power to do it, they're going to say, you know, you can't make me do it. This whole rugged individualism that's a part of America, uh, and, and realistically, let, let's be honest, this isn't uh, everybody in America. This is a very specific element of America, mostly white people. Because, listen, the people that I've seen complaining mostly have been white people. The yeah. people that I've seen protesting against wearing masks have been white people. I have not seen any black people, any Latino people, well, any Asian American, Native yeah. American people yes. out there marching in Brookfield yes. saying we have our rights, you know, we shouldn't have to wear a mask. Right. And I mean it's just it's ridiculous. Uh but nobody wants to wants to point out the obvious that this is, you know, a majority of white folks that are complaining about it. Right. Um and, you know, at some point, uh, some of those people will wake up when they find out that a family member or themselves has gotten it. And some will admit that I was wrong. And then others will say, no, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong. You, you, you know who Herman Cain is, right? Yeah. You know, ran for president. Um, and he was on that stage with Donald Trump down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with no mask on. Yep. He uh, and he, a week later, he was in the hospital with coronavirus. And he died, 74 years old, died. And they've been really quiet about his death. Yeah, he died last week. Um, and, you know, the coronavirus took his life. 
and this was a person who was flaunting wearing masks purposely to kiss up to Donald Trump. And dude, you lost your life. You literally lost life. Now that you're oh, we don't know where he got the virus at. Come on, man. Let's be real. There was multiple people at that rally that got the coronavirus. So let's not pretend like he got it somewhere else. I mean, you can never prove where you got it, but it's pretty obvious. And for him to sacrifice his life to kiss up to Donald Trump in that way is really kind of a sad testament uh, of the people that are losing their life over just utter stupidity. I didn't know he died. Yeah, yeah, he died. He died. You know, he was in the hospital in intensive care for, you know, my cousin and I were talking about it. Like, dude, it's been like two weeks since he went into the hospital. You haven't heard any updates on it. Dang. And I was like, you know, searching to try to find updates. Couldn't find nothing. You know, usually if it's a celebrity that's gotten the coronavirus, like Tom Hanks and his wife and some other people, you, you hear like updates every few days or something. You heard nothing about Herman Cain. That one day when they said they tested positive afterwards and that was it. That was it. That was it. The next thing you heard, he, he had died. Nothing in between. Wow. Yeah, it's sad. Oh, that's media for you. Yeah, you know, it's it's sad in so many ways because we're we're approaching, uh, I think, close to eight hundred thousand people around the world now have died from the coronavirus. Uh, Brazil is approaching a hundred thousand deaths now. Mm. Um, You know, it's 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 just running amok, unabated. Nothing is slowing this virus down. And many of those countries that thought they had gotten through it unscathed. Right. They're seeing outbreaks, you know, in a lot of places. This little virus is something else. I mean, we still, all these months into this, we still don't know a whole lot about it. And uh, it's crazy too because they created it. Who created it? Ain't nobody created the darn virus. You know who created the virus? Who? The, the earth created the virus. This little virus is right. like that all over the darn planet. The common cold is a form of coronavirus. This particular virus. Listen, this is the problem. This is why the coronavirus is spread. Because humans are a bunch of idiots. And they decided that where these animals live, they want to build a condo. They want to build some big apartment building out there where the animals are living. And then all of a sudden you're wondering why these little bugs that are out there hanging out with the animals all of a sudden get transmitted to humans. Because we are encroaching into spaces that we should not be in. And this is how these virus, this is where the SARS virus came from encroaching into spaces where animals live. We're not animals, but we want to live out where they live. And then we went, oh, my goodness, this virus is this struck humans. You damn dummies, you should know better. <laughs> this has been the case for years. You encroach on these spaces where the animals are and the little bugs that are out there messing with the animals, they're going to get you too. That's where the virus comes from. People can try to sell this nonsense about somebody created. Listen, humans aren't smart enough to create a virus like this. We're not. We give ourselves way too much credit. I mean, it's just ridiculous to think that humans are, oh, yeah, let's create it. Well, You're going to create well, a virus that's going to kill 800,000 people. And maybe one of them, maybe your grandmother. Oh, yeah, that was really smart. It did mean that humans created it. It's like what you said, that they allow all of, all of this different stuff to go on around these animals that they don't know what these bugs are, what these viruses, the bacteria, none of that stuff. And then the minute 
once it gets in a human and people start dying, okay, now we got 29,000 scientists. Okay, mm -hmm. where in the hell was your scientists <laughs> when these bugs was around these animals and y'all want to go and mess with these animals and try to shoot them up with stuff to make them bigger and then bring these bugs to us and our foods and our meats and different stuff. So... Uh, you know, this, this is the wrath of Mother Nature. It's Mother Nature paying us back yeah. for all the stupid <laughs> stuff we've done as a species. Like, okay, y'all think y'all in control of something. Let me just show y'all how right. weak you really are. I mean, it, it just shows you how minuscule we are. Well, you know, humans like to think they're so important, you know. Right. One of the things that always yeah. cracks me up, Maria, is we always make these movies about aliens coming to Earth, right? <laughs> like, we're so special that they want to come visit us. What's special about Earth? Nothing. It's a blue marble floating around in space. <laughs> Ain't nobody on some galaxies, you know, 10 galaxies over like, oh, we need to go to Earth. What, what, would, what, would, what would attract them to Earth? A bunch of dumb humans right. that are destroying right. their yeah. own habitat? Like, yeah, that's the place we want to visit. We want to go to that planet where the, the, the top species is destroying their own habitat. That's a good place to go. Right. No, come on. Nope. We're, we're just so arrogant as a species, and it's catching mm -hmm. up with us, unfortunately. Mm, you better teach this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest. I mean, I, I just think that we're just so arrogant. We're so stuck on ourselves. We could learn a lot of lessons from some of these other species on the planet Earth. Uh, you know, one of my favorite lines from a movie is, is, uh, is in the Matrix movie. Uh, where they basically say that we're, we're like a virus. Humans are like a virus. <laughs> and in many ways, they're absolutely right about that. Okay. You know, we just take and take and take. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, like I said, it, it's, it's catching up with us big time. It's out, right? <laughs> yeah. And like you said, you got 29,000 scientists, but they can't figure out, you know, the virus. And even if they figure out a vaccine, come on. We already know that some people get the vaccine before others. We know that you got a, a huge group of Americans that's just not going to take the vaccine. Right. You know, uh, I had a friend of mine tell me a very funny story. Um, and he said, you know, uh, I had a, a woman that came into my office when Ebola was around. Right. And she's like, you know, can, can you give my son the Ebola vaccine? And he's like, ma'am, there is no vaccine for Ebola. And she's like, oh, really? And he said, well, since your son is here, uh, listen, let's give him that, that flu vaccine. And she's like, I don't believe in that stuff. So I was like, come on, lady. <laughs> oh, my God. But that just shows you how ridiculous this is. And I feel, man, my, my cousin has said this multiple times, and, and I have to agree with him to a certain extent. We're really screwed. We're screwed. Right now, we're screwed. As a species, we're screwed. We're in a lot of trouble. I'm hoping we get out of this. Uh, but right. in the meantime, you know, we got to do and what's best for us. We got to be safe. <laughs> All yeah, those yeah. believe in something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's they, that's the place where people are. They got to find something to believe in, yeah. other than 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 you know a, a red MAGA hat, because you know <laughs> that's not going to take you anywhere. <laughs> what well, well, you know now, they got Black Lives Matter. Um, all lives don't matter until black lives matter. Yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of those. Yeah. Okay. That's America, you know. <laughs> That's America. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can't, 
hey, if I can't do it with you, I'm going to outdo you. Yeah, you know, I, I I I had a friend of mine. This was I don't know last year, maybe the year before, talking about he he made a good analogy about you know people getting mad about Black Lives Matter. He said, think about cancer. Do you ever hear any people that are supporting like breast cancer awareness getting chastised saying, well, you shouldn't be paying so much attention to breast cancer. What about all of the other cancers? All cancers matter, right? You'd never hear anybody say something stupid like that. But here we are, you know, you say black lives matter. But a lot of white people, I'm telling you, somehow between you saying black lives matter and by the time it gets to their ear and into their brain, it goes from black lives matter to only Black Lives Matter. Because right, right, right. they're literally acting as if we're saying white lives don't matter. Listen, you an American, you a white person in America, you know good and, good and well that white lives matter. Because um, uh, there's this woman named Jane Elliott who's been, you know, doing teaching about racism for years. And she asked an audience, she said, you know, she's asking the white people in the audience, uh, how many of you would trade places with a black person? Yeah. If you're willing to do that, stand up, yeah. stand up. Yeah. Nobody stood up. Nobody. She's like, come on now. So she went on and on about it. She says, and you know why nobody stood up? Because you know better. You know right. that it's better to be a white person in this country than to be anything other than white. So don't act like you don't know that white lives matter because by by you pretending that all lives matter. No, in America, white lives have mattered more than any other lives. Yeah, all lives do matter. But white lives have always been higher on the hierarchy, have been more valuable than lives of anybody right. else. And that's 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 America. That's what America is. People want to deny it, but that's the reality of America. And yeah, and then this lady on uh, social media is like telling the police, "Y'all need to stop calling. Need to stop saying that blue lives matter because blue is the color of a shirt." Mm. <laughs> yeah. Last time I checked, I didn't see no blue blue skin police officers. Right. 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 <laughs> Like that's a that's a racial group. Oh, the blue people, you know. Right, blue lives. <laughs> Their lives matter. What is that? What is that? I want to see yeah. blue lives. Listen, if I see somebody with some blue skin, I'm going the other direction. I don't know about you, but I'm not gonna stick around, Maria. I'm running the other direction. I'm not gonna be like these stupid people in the horror movies that go to investigate. I'm gonna let somebody else investigate. I'm gonna turn around and run the other direction. The only blue people I want to see are the dudes in the blue man's room. That's the only blue people I ever want to see. I don't want to see nobody else. Well, I'm not interested in seeing them. <laughs> hey, if somebody tell me they see a blue human being, <laughs> it's time for all of us just to make our own funeral arrangements and <laughs> leave here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, they go well, <laughs> well if, if you hear any reports of blue people, give me a call. Let me know. So I can find somewhere else to go. If we get some blue folks in Wisconsin, I don't, I don't know, Minnesota, Iowa, somewhere, I'm going to be somewhere other than Wisconsin. They downtown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's funny. It's funny. Hilarious. Well, you know, it's always good to get a laugh in in the morning. Absolutely. This podcast just really made my day. I feel <laughs> so much better. <laughs> That's what we do, Maria. We somehow we we talk about all of this really horrific stuff every week, but we always manage to find something to laugh about, right? Yeah. Every time. Uh, that's yeah. a good thing. Yes. That's, that's a good thing. We need it. Lifting. 
um, for the work that we do and just for humanity. <laughs> just, okay, what's today? You know what I'm saying? What's going to happen? Who's going to say what? And I don't know. I see him, uh, your, your chief is looking well. Oh my goodness. Uh, today is supposed to be the day, right? When they make a decision about what they're going to yeah. do with him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not looking good for Chief Morales. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it, it's, it's been a very messy situation the whole time. Uh, uh, the mayor finally weighed in and was like, he think it needs to be more reviews over the information that was given. Okay. Why would it be, why would they need more time to do review? And they didn't give what they were supposed to give. They're asking for more time. So what's the purpose of reviewing? I call them Opie. Opie, man. <laughs> what's the point? You know, the, these are these are techniques that people use to to really delay things happen, the inevitable. You, you can only delay for so oh, long. I know about our city delaying. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. It, it, it's really sad when you think about it uh, that we have you know leaders of the city that can't make up their mind about something as critical as who the police chief is going to be. Um, it right. shows you how, how ineffective the Fire and Police Commission has been. Well, it they shows you how ineffective the, 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 the you know, the, the common council at the mayor's office have been handling this situation. Right. They, they don't have nobody to replace them. And then with the, the damage of the police department, they can't summons anybody else to do an application to actually come in because nobody want to come in and do this garbage. Yeah, it, it, well, and you know, it'll be interesting. Office. Okay, it'll be interesting. I need to run against the 14-year-old degenerate that we have in the prosecutor's office. So what do we do? I don't know. Only time will tell. Uh, yeah, if, well, you know, we'll see. You know, Milwaukee is a mess anyway. You know, Joe Biden decided not to come to Milwaukee for the DNC, so I he's like, yeah, it's a mess. Well, we're gonna stay away from Milwaukee. It's a mess. It's sad. I feel so sad for Milwaukee. I really do. No speakers. Yeah. In it and keep the money. Keep the money with it, y'all. And we sitting, ain't nobody coming in. No. Y'all keep y'all yeah. messy selves right there by yourself. Yeah, it's so sad. <laughs> I, 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 I'm mourning for the city of Milwaukee right now. We are in such yeah. bad shape in so many ways. But listen, we, we're going to have more to talk about next week, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, I'm hoping that, that, that you're going to be well uh, and that your family is well moving forward. And uh, looking forward to the next time. As always, Maria. Yeah. All I can say is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to say. All right, well. Uh I, I am. I, I feel better already and I'm looking forward to my trip and looking forward to talking with you about it. Yeah.
Yeah, looking forward to hearing all of the highlights and the lowlights, because I know it's going to be some lowlights. Yeah, you can't go to D.C. without having some lowlights, too, right? That folks uh, walking <laughs> to Washington from Milwaukee, so the low is already in the game. I hope they got some good shoes, because that's a long way to walk. It took me 11 hours to drive, 11 Woo! 13 hours to drive to D.C., so I hope they got some really comfortable shoes. Okay. All right, Maria. All right. Okay. See you. Talk to you next time.